Hey everyone, welcome back to the Pop Culture Workshop. My name is Kevin Hart. I'm Mike Wimacher, and um, yeah, I, the thing we're going to start with is Obi Wan. Obi Wan Kenobi. Now I missed the first two episodes premiere because I was on vacation. We'll get to that a little bit later, yeah. wh- where I was and what I was doing. But one of the first things I wanted to do when I got back was catch up on the show. Now, luckily, since I was also on vacation, I was kind of detached from the Internet, so nothing was really spoiled for me. I will say this about Obi-Wan. Much like the first season of The Mandalorian, there was a surprise there that I think they did a fantastic job of not letting us know about. Yeah, I... Did not see it coming at all. Yeah. So for those who have not watched, if you would like to just mute right now, you can you can hit the mute button because we're not going to get too spoilery, but we are going to talk about a character that shows up that was not promoted to be part of this show in everything leading up to it. All the trailers, all the pre-promotion for the show, there's no mention of this particular character. Right. And the character we're talking about is young Leia. Yes. And I feel like what they had in The Mandalorian with Grogu, we had no idea Grogu was coming, right? Grogu shows up, yeah. cute, adorable Grogu, and everyone's like, oh, Grogu. We didn't even know he was Grogu. We just called yeah, him we Baby, did Baby Yoda. Yoda for the longest time, right. Kind of felt the same way when you're watching this. You're like, okay, I know, I, I know the backstory. Obi-Wan's going to be dealing with what happened to Anakin and everything else, and he's looking over Luke. And all of a sudden, they just they cut away to Alderaan, which... By the way, beautiful planet destroyed by the Empire, like, <laughs> just like, well, blown up to smithereens. It's unfortunate we get to see more of it. Right, <laughs> exactly. We'll get to we'll get to see I mean, more of maybe it. Maybe in the show, but yeah. I mean, you know, once you get to episode four, mm. and all of a sudden you get this young mischievous Leia, yeah. and it plays so well into the strong female character that Leia was in the original trilogy and going forward. It's such a great job by Carrie Fisher. It lays the groundwork of like, oh, okay, yeah. I this is this has always been Leia. Yeah, they're yeah they're at some uh, some dinner and some kid tries to talk to her and she gives him the business and it's really funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I I've really I've really appreciated that. Of I did not see that coming. It's an extra layer to this show that I've I've really enjoyed. Uh, the other thing about this particular show has been the psychology of it. Oh, it's, yeah. Has, you know, we, we talked about it in the lead up a little bit, uh, discussing what we discussed with Eric Davis about maybe seeing a conflicted you know, Vader at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not so much. We'll get to that at some other point yeah. uh, down the line. Don't want to be too spoilery. I don't want to be too spo- spoilery. Um, and it's not a spoiler, obviously, to say Vader's in the show because he's in the trailer. But yeah. If you thought that hallway scene was evil in Rogue One, ooh, there's a scene in episode, there's a couple in this third episode that are just despicable. And there doesn't seem to be a lot of conflict within the Vader character of, oh, I'm wrestling with, you know, what happened to, it seems to be very much one-sided. Yeah, not yet. He's he's still, you know, no pun intended, kind of hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey Uh, the conflict really becomes... Obi Wan, yeah, and the and the crisis of confidence. He is a broken man. He is so yeah. I mean, you don't realize it until you get in the thick of it. Like you like you remember Obi Wan as a you know you remember the the original Obi Wan that Uma McGregor played from the the prequels, right? Yeah, and it was a was a guy kind of finding his way, but very confident in what he does, and he and he was you know got his wisdom as he grew older, and now you see an Obi Wan 
who just doesn't know where he's at anymore. Yeah. Like he's just he's just floundering out there. And and I think part of that also too is that scene that we see in the tension between Uncle Owen and Obi Wan yeah. is you're just like this is just a broken guy. I yeah. mean, just living out there on his own. Yeah, he just wants to do good, and it's the, the scene is in the trailer, so this isn't spoiling it. When he's like, well, you know, I need to train the boy, and Uncle Owen's like, oh, like the way you trained his father, is that right? You know? Yeah, yeah. And that's and and my and my wife who only kind of knows Mandalorian. She's not a big Star Wars fan, right? She hasn't really ever seen the original trilogy. She's seen like one of the prequels and, you know, Rise of Skywalker, but she likes the Mandalorian. She watched Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. She asked about the timeline as we were starting the show and I and I explained to her where it is in the timeline. It's after, you know, Revenge of the Sith, 10 years after that, but before uh, Return of the Jedi. And she asked at that point, does Obi-Wan know that Anakin survived and became Darth Vader? And I'm like, at this point, I don't think he does. And that scene where that comes out. Oh, yeah. Uh, just, just well put together, well shot. I've been very impressed. I know some people have said it's too simplistic in its plot points thus far. But I feel like that's the beauty of it. It's it, only going to be, what, six episodes? Yeah. I mean, they can't. And it's halfway do, through already. But yeah. I think it's the beauty in the simplicity and and just the character studies that we're getting because you're not getting all these other different offshoot stories you're getting kind of one linear story so it allows the characters to breathe a little bit more and right. i'm really enjoying that from both the 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 side of the villains and obi-wan himself yeah almost as if you're getting sort of a um sort of a long version of what good prequel movies could be you know <laughs> correct yes i mean yeah. I, I have fondness for the prequels. Um, they're bad. Uh, there's bad things about them. I love the story, though. I, you know, it is a pretty cool sort of um, recap they do at the very beginning of the series. Yes, yes, yeah, um, yeah. I would agree. But, but this is very much like, you know, this is uh, this is the prequel that I'm sure a lot of people wanted. And um, I will say about some of the, like, villains other than Vader – is uh, the Inquisitors, especially um, third sister, Reba. third sister Reva. She is um, she's up screen, man. She is amazing. Is, yeah, very, very good stuff. So yeah. I definitely highly recommend if you not checked it out yet, check out Obi Wan. Uh, also, what transpired last weekend with Star Wars Celebration, we got the teaser trailer for the Cassian Andor series, which has been in production for a very long time. Yeah, for those unfamiliar, if you're not huge Star Wars geeks like like me and Kevin, and you you already mentioned Rogue One, yeah, it's a character we see in Rogue One. Now we're getting the backstory of Cassian Andor, and what I like about that is, remember, Rogue One kind of takes place in the lead up to A New Hope. It's how they get the Death Star plans to be able to blow up the Death Star in A New Hope, and so we're seeing a kind of galaxy in flux of the empire has taken hold but we're starting to see the beginnings of the rebellion and i think that is going to be the cool part of andor and and kind of the continuation of the story we're kind of seeing right now in obi-wan of you know the individuals who joined up with the empire thinking it was going to be one thing and it ends up being something entirely different and so you start to see the machinations of the resistance and the rebellion. So that's going to be interesting to watch. And that comes out later on this summer. Yeah. I mean, the fact that also, I mean, Rogue One, there's a good chunk of it, I believe, that's on Tatooine, or at least some of it that is. Yes. yes. And that's where Cassian is. So, I mean, I assume there might even be some overlap with 
maybe later episodes of Obi-Wan or some mm-hmm. of the characters will show up. Very very much so. So looking forward to that. That comes out in August. So there's your Star Wars kind of talk for this particular yeah. part of the pop culture workshop. Uh, as far as what is streaming this week, we, we're not talking about Stranger Things because neither of us have had the time to get to that. Yeah, I haven't yet. seen it. Uh, but we do have another show that is debuting this week as far as streaming. We get The Boys Season 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like dark superheroes, if you like something a little bit different, this is the show for you. Uh, there is the very controversial Herogasm from the from the uh, the boys comic yeah. that people did never thought could be brought to screen uh, that will be brought to screen in this particular season. So if you're looking for an interesting take on superheroes and what they would be if they're run by a corporation and just had no checks or balances, check out the boys. I, I'm, I'm excited to watch season three and to see where they take this particular story. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I need to get into that show i mean i really do yeah you do it, it, it goes it goes pretty dark pretty quick Good. but there's enough humor and levity to kind of even things out on the superhero front next week we'll probably be talking about ms marvel mm-hmm. that will be debuting on disney plus on june 8th i'm looking forward to that and just got word yesterday for those who have not seen doctor strange and the multiverse of madness and you're like uh do i go to the theater to see it you know it's kind of a big thing maybe you've waited no, we have to wait too much longer to be, to, for it to be on Disney+. Plus. We got the announcement June 22nd, so just a few weeks away. It's a, it seems like a pretty quick turnaround. That That's something that debuted you know, May 4th, 5th, and now by June 22nd, it's already going to be on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, so there you go. You can watch it, and uh, apparently you might be able to watch Morbius in theaters. Uh, Morbius has already been in theaters. It's kind of, They want to bring it back to theaters because there's like an – it's like a meme that people are liking Morbius now. Oh, okay. Like they're ironically liking it. So like, oh, we're going to bring it back to theaters. Interesting. Interesting indeed. So, and for those who are like, well, you know, I want to see Multiverse of Madness before I see Love and Thunder from Thor, but I don't want to pay the mo- I, I don't know if it's actually for me because, you know, of the of the horror aspects of it. And I don't want to know if I want to take the kids to it or whatever. You can now watch it on Disney+. Plus. And that'll give you plenty of time because Love and Thunder comes out July 8th. So you have a couple of weeks to play with there. So looking forward to that. So that was kind of the big news that came down as far as streaming with uh, the Marvel Universe. Uh, I do want to mention on the topic of Marvel, uh, something happened as we appreciate you tuning in the Pop Pop Culture Workshop. Something in pop culture in theme park news was the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster opened at Disney World, Cosmic Mm -hmm. Rewind. Now, the Guardians will be appearing... In Thor Love and Thunder, and in fact, Eric Davis, who I have an opportunity to talk to later on today, mentioned in a tweet, we're going to get three, the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be appearing three times within the next year in the Marvel Universe. Nice. They're in Thor Love and Thunder. They're going to have their own Christmas special on Disney+. Plus. Oh, great. And then volume three of Guardians of the Galaxy comes out in May of next year. So we're getting a lot of Guardians all together, and so... Perfect synergy for Disney to release the, the the officially open the roller coaster. I was lucky enough to ride said coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me just say this. It is not the most extreme roller coaster, but the technology is fantastic. If you're even a slightly fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy, I recommend you go down and ride it. It is it is that good. It's It's got the humor you would want. Um, the one down downside... And people have been kind of nitpicking on this. 
Bradley Cooper didn't voice Rocket for the ride. Okay. So like Chris Pratt's in it, Zoe Saldana's in it, um, Dave Bautista's in it as Drax. It's not Vin Diesel's Groot, but it's easy to just say I am Groot, right? Right. So Rocket, the guy who does Rocket is not Bradley Cooper, but is close mm-hmm. enough. Well, Bradley Cooper's busy doing uh, the Leonard Bernstein movie, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, it, But it's close enough. Yeah. And the coaster of itself is all inside. It's, a, it's an indoor coaster. It's got a entire story upon it where Celestial's trying to take one of the, you know, Infinity Stones or whatever and go back in time to race civilization. And it's got a fantastic soundtrack. You get one of six songs that are played while you're going around uh, the track. And twice I got Tears for Fears, Everyone Wants to Rule the World, which gave it more an ethereal kind of feel to it. Uh, And then we also got September by Earth, Wind & Fire, which was more of like a party atmosphere. The other songs are Disco Inferno by The Tramps, One Way or Another by Blondie. I ran by Flock of Seagulls and Conga by Miami Sound Machine. Okay. So you get all those different opportunities. And the coaster itself is an Omnimover coaster. So the the cart that you're in actually turns and can spin. So if you know like in a, a roller coaster right outside or wherever it may be, and you go into a bank turn, you tend to get jostled around a little bit. Yeah. And this one, because of the technology, the car turns into the turn itself, okay. so you feel more like you're floating through space oh, as that's you follow. Fun. As you so you were kind of following the spaceship, the Milano, uh, uh, around a little bit. Um, it, it really kind of a whole different experience, and I would highly recommend uh, checking it out if you have the means. I know it's not easy to just drive down <laughs> to Disney, and Disney is kind of expensive. But if you have the opportunity, if to you're ride, there. Yes, make it a must-do because yeah. it, it is really fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. And like I said, it's, it's not, it doesn't go upside down. It doesn't have giant drops. Good. No, but it, it feels like you are riding a roller coaster through an IMAX movie almost. I love those. Those are good. So it's, uh, I, would hi- I definitely would highly recommend uh, checking that particular uh, roller coaster out yeah. because it really is otherworldly. And a fantastic job done by you know Marvel combined with Disney to put this ride together. So I can't speak highly uh, uh, highly enough about it. So I yeah. definitely want to check it out. Um, finally, I guess a couple other kind of news and notes here in this pop culture workshop. Haven't seen it yet, but Top Gun Maverick doing pretty good for itself. Doing pretty good. I've heard good things. It's uh, making bank. Yes, as they say, a bit of a res- renaissance. It'll be interesting to see if it opens the door for sequels to other 80s action films that haven't had the se- you know what I'm talking about yeah. kind of like those quintessential 80s action films that just bring back that nostalgia I don't know if you can replicate it Top Gun just seems so rife with like so many people enjoyed that movie and the scenes and it's things really haven't changed that much technology's gotten better in some of the the planes and everything yeah but that seems much easier to replicate than maybe some of the other 80s and action movies. Trying to, do, trying to do like another Back to the Future or something. Yeah, yeah. Some, some of those I just don't think would work as well. Or I, I'm trying to think like Tango and Cash or, you know, those other quintessential like yeah. 80s movies type they, things where they, just pure action. Yeah, what if they did Commando, but like Schwarzenegger got captured and Alyssa Milano had to go Yeah, save right, him. something like that. So And it was uh, really tongue-in-cheek. That'd be fun. That would be kind of fun. So kudos to that particular movie, Tom Cruise, with a bit of a, a renaissance here. Not that he ever went away, but this is the, one of his biggest openings oh, that yeah. he's had in a very long time. So uh, enjoy that. And, and finally, 
I did finally end up watching the last episode of Flight Attendant. It's a show I could not speak more highly of with Kaylee yeah. Cuoco. Uh, the second season ends with a really another really good episode, but it almost feels like a series finale too. Yeah. Um, the questions remain. Kaylee Cuoco is not sure if they're going to have a season three of The Flight Attendant or not. And you can kind of tell that in the way they wrap up season two. Mm-hmm. So if you're a fan of the show, it may be a bittersweet watch, to be quite honest with you. It was it was wrapped up nicely, all the intrigue and, and the kind of the theories that my wife and I had all played out. So we felt good about it ourselves, uh, kind of figuring it all out. But in the end, it just kind of it was satisfying, but it's also a little bit kind of sad because I don't know if you're going to get another season of it or not. Yeah. But even if it is just a two-season thing, it, it went out on top. Let me it's just good, say that. Two good seasons, then. Yes, exactly. I'd rather have like, two good seasons and trying to extend it into a third than, that's than doing uh, nine seasons of Steve Urkel turning into Bruce Lee <laughs> right, and, yeah. like, turning invisible and stuff. At yeah. some point, you got to know where to pull the ripcord. <laughs> and uh, the flight attendant, I think, has done that on HBO Max. Yeah. So, Anything to add there, Kev? No, I don't think so. I think we, uh, I think we covered it very much there. Um, yeah. yeah, it was just kind of a slow week as far as in the theater, and we'll be catching up on a lot of the streaming. I'm going to try to dive into Stranger Things a little bit this weekend, uh, maybe watch a little bit of The Boys, but next week we have Jurassic Park. We do. So we have the next Jurassic Park movie, so it's going to start coming fast and furious here in the Pop Culture yeah. Workshop. Yes, it will. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we will see you guys next time. <laughs>